one. And we are recording with Mr. Roger Williams, author of my favorite book, The Metamorphosis of Prime Intellect, which will be in the description. Buy it now before Nuclear Armageddon, because it's coming. And uh, that's why I interviewed. So I've had on before David Stumpf. He wrote uh, like a definitive history and somehow the classified schematics of like the Titan two missile and the Minuteman three. Very they're they're less of their books, but they're also they're almost like encyclopedias. They're so detailed. And there's there's not it's not like there's a plot or some theme. He's just explaining mm-hmm. what the missile. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply are down to like you know the alloys and the nose cone but i had them on anything yesterday. that thousands and thousands of people worked on cannot stay a secret yeah i mean it's yeah it's just well plus it's all yeah. the he he covers like the primarily the titan 2 which is decommissioned but um i had him on because at the end of his book minuteman which he and i did like last may he mentioned like the replacement icbm which is going to be called the sentinel and i don't really know anything about it i was just like well you know it's a it's an ICBM, but you never heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently it is, it's going to be like fully, I guess, fully designed, built and replacing the Minuteman by 2030. Um, But the thing is, is about the reason I did it was to cover, you know, if, you know, I like to try to get ahead of a story and, you know, it seems like of we're course. marching towards world yeah. war three. So I was like, might as well, you know, get some product placement and understand at least the, the form of missile that's going to be raping us to death. And, um, but I guess the Sentinel is just there's not a whole lot of because like you can't there's not a whole lot to like improve on the ICBM. It's already no, there isn't. It's pretty it, much unstoppable. They're very simple devices, actually, except for the guidance systems. And, yeah. you know, once once you and the guidance system is mainly active when you first launch it. Uh, I mean, that's why yeah. they're, you know, ballistic. ballistic. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, you know, it's like once you've got that right, then you're, you're there's good. not a hell of a lot to do with it. Yeah. It's, um, but he, he talked about how the new one is going to have, because uh, I guess with the Titan and the Minuteman, like the guidance computers are so interwoven into it. It's pretty much like if you want to change anything, you're almost destroying the missile. He said the new ones are going to be modular, which there's, there's like a quaint almost. You know, like the B-52, the reason it's still flying is because they just rip out the avionics every couple of years. Yeah. Right. And now it's got supercomputers in it, but the plane's been flying since the 50s. And it's like, yeah, the new Sentinel is great. He's like, you can just take out the modular to put it in a new guidance system and you can take out the nose cone. Maybe you want a bigger warhead. Maybe you want some bioweapons. You just throw it in there and it's like, well, that's that's nice. Mm-hmm. There's some. There's something you feeling warm. There's something inside. down homey about an ICBM that like you and your grandkids can grow old with. Like we don't have to retake. The, um, you can work on it in your garage. It's it's very Norman Rockwellish. <laughs> you know, it's like this old puppy. My grandpappy worked on it. Pappy worked on it. And, you know, it's like taking over the family farm, but you're just kind of taking over the missile yeah. silo. Well, I mean, the well, the thing you have to ask is who's the enemy because the russians aren't doing that no the chinese aren't doing that 
and, th- and that is the who else has freaking icbms hmm? yeah you got to start going well what are we what are we really it's, doing it's, it's welfare for the defense contractors it's a hundred percent it's a and like the reason they're doing it is i guess they just did like they did like a cost cost analysis and like and by the way, everything I'm saying, this is not me making fun of Mr. Stump. Mr. Stump is as apolitical as you can get, and he's an incredible historian. This is this is me making fun of just the 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 gallows humor that is the military industrial complex. I love Mr. Stump, so I don't want anybody to misinterpret this. Um but ironically enough, he's like a Buddhist practitioner yogi who also just is a master of understanding like hypersonic reentry vehicles and 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 you know, <laughs> lower atmosphere thermonuclear detonations. It's it's a very weird. He comes in. He's always wearing like his like red robe, <laughs> talking about like meditation and like cessation of the mind. And then, but by the way, the nose cone shielded with tungsten, so it can come in at Mach twenty three. Um, but yeah, it is. You know, what a surprise that the defense contractors did an analysis and said. <laughs> We need, more, we need a better missile. We need a trillion dollars for a new one. What a shocker. From yeah, So we can defend ourselves against what? So we can defend our against this. Well, what's that? Well, it's blowback from what? Something, something we did. What? Shut up, Nazi. You're not I mean, a I still don't, I'm still not convinced the Russians have tritium in their warheads. I know so. you are. I, I think, honestly, I think that's probably... <laughs> that's actually increasingly becoming my argument i've noted i've noticed on daily coast now they've started to put parenthesis around stuff and says we don't actually know how many of their warheads are viable yes which they didn't say before in the early stages of the war but now every time they start talking about the nuclear threat they're like well if even one is viable, that's bad, but we're not sure how many of their warheads. It's like, yes, they have this many warheads, but we don't know how many are viable. And before I published that article on Daily Coast, no one was saying stuff like that. Yeah, it was, you know, th- I think that, that that caught somebody's ears somewhere. And they're, they're starting to say, well, you know, it because it's about the grift. And the whole thing about the Russian army is about the grift. It's, yeah. you know, so, yeah, why wouldn't they have stolen the tritium? Because they stole everything else. They're sending soldiers in the field now with nothing. Yeah. And, and, think... and their civilian shoes with no winter clothes and no weapons and shit. It's like. I think you what? made the best argument for what? that. Um, because, like. I think the first time you said it, I because we eventually did an episode about it and you explained mm-hmm. it very well. And that's that's what changed my mind. When you first said it, I kind of I in my mind, I guess it's I, shocking. Well, the first time you said it, I reflexively and unconsciously just put it in the same mental compartment of in the same way North Korea boasts because <laughs> North Korea, it's a different kind of grift. They actually just don't yeah. have something. <laughs> They'll be like, we have 100,000 <laughs> nuclear subs. And it's like, no, they just don't exist. And so you kind of, you know, it's it's kind of like, you, no, you don't. You, they're just not. And you didn't hit a hole in one. But with I, Russians, it's actually a much. It's almost more plausible. They were there at one point. They were they, there. At they one were point. there. They had but it. The rot that permeates the system, the very nature of the oligarchical corruption, and not just since 91 prior to that as well. 
It's mm-hmm. all you read about it. I mean, that's why Ken Alabek. Very is, especially since '91. I think I think that the Soviet Union. It. I think the Soviet Union would have actually been making sure that their warheads were viable. It's it's post Soviet Union that I think they lost control over a lot of the levers and. This is when these oligarchs moved in and started just really? stealing everything that wasn't nailed down and prying up the shit that was nailed down. And it, yeah. it, it's, you know, it, it was like the 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 uh, the actual Soviet Union. I would have never dared to suggest that well, their nukes. Correct. Probably didn't work. Because <laughs> though, though evil, though, though, though an evil dictatorship, I mean. They were competent. An iron fist is an iron fist, you know. Yes. I don't care if it's Uncle Sam swinging it or the Soviet. They Union. were competently. Don't fucking blow your brains out in the in the prison of Lubyanka in the Lubyanka basement. I'm with yeah. you. I wouldn't. The but, fear but is But these strong. guys, these these are like, I, I mean, they're in this weird. They launched this invasion of a country that they should have stomped. They they should have curb stomped, and they're getting their asses kicked. Yeah. And it's because all of their material was stolen and compromised. All of their troops are demoralized. It's like everything that that you know, it's the the Soviets they they you know they would not have done. They would have at least had the sense not to do the invasion if they realized that they were in such a bad position. And Putin has just been doubling down on his doubling down of his doubling down of his really bad situation. And right now, the last thing I saw was that that they think more more men have left Russia to avoid the draft than they have successfully drafted for this push that they're trying to do. Jeff Nyquist was saying that yesterday on here, something like 180,000 men. Yeah. And the, you know, they've already had the first casualties from people that, you know, I mean, did you see the video of the tank driving over the mines that they have? There's a there's a video online of a of a Russian tank, you know, taking a right turn. And there are a bunch of mines. They're not even buried. They're just sitting on the fucking ground, clearly visible. And the tank just drives over it. And the, it drives over one of the mines and it explodes and destroys the tank because obviously the driver of the tank was never told, oh, by the way, these things are bad. Yeah. You know, that that's total lack of training. It's like they they they, they obviously told them this goes left and this goes right. It's like a game of battle zone. And beyond that. Nothing. You know, it's like don't even drive over these things in the road. It's not even like they're buried. It's like. No, these are these are mines. These are bad. They they will blow your fuck. They 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 will blow you up. Someone didn't tell the guy that, and he just drove the truck, drove the tank over it, and kablooey, there goes the tank and all the people who are in it. So it was like, well, it's you know, this is where Russia is right now. And the, man, there is a moment, and it's it's so easy to get. I mean, and. I saw like a GIF and it was like some Russian soldier like in a in a in like a shell hole and it was like right before he died. I didn't watch the whole video. I didn't want to. And it's 
but you just see this guy and I think the t- the the title it was something snarky. It's like Russian soldier tries to use like incantation protection, and it's just see you see this guy and he's just making the sign of the cross and like part of me is like yeah fuck them for invading, but another part of me is just watching. I'm like that dude looks like he's several years younger than me. Uh, he doesn't. Oh, he know, probably is. He doesn't know Putin. He's he's probably loves his country no different than I do, but he doesn't have the luxury to say, "Yeah, fuck it." I, instead of going to medical school, I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna make. You know, I, I've I've been born into a life of opportunity, and I was just watching it, and there was just a moment where like, uh, it was just, just like Jesus. No, these people are so fucked. That's, that's you just see it though. but even it's just weird just seeing people like in the comments like good fucking blow them to pieces and i'm like yeah i get that and another part of me is just like well fuck me for mm-hmm. you just see this guy scared out of his fucking and, and the same thing and vice versa now this isn't a pro russia or it could be Ukraine, whatever yeah. it's just a dude five years younger than me and i'm like watching it from the comfort of my own apartment on an iphone to me that that, that was probably the, the most like yeah, it's brutal. The vis- visceral thing I've seen of this war was just if if there is a if there is a silver lining to this war, and me being the fucking loser I am, I'm always trying to find the optimism. There is something especially absurd about seeing a modern, even just from the difference between like 2003 us going into Iraq, which was just as just as much bullshit as Russia going oh, yeah. into Ukraine. I'm not giving us a pass is just with the total abundance, just the hypersaturation of TikToks and phones, seeing it, there's another level yeah. of of you, well, see you know, the the war we, the kind of war is stupid. We went through a, a you know a period if, if there was Vietnam mm-hmm. and the war was on the news every night. And that's one of the things that traumatized me when I was young. And and, and my mom, she always talks about that as well. And then we went through a period when they really muzzled the media. They, you know, it's like yeah. to get into Iraq, you had to sign all of these agreements uh-huh. and you had to be very carefully. Managed. And now we've got, we've kind of gone back because for the social media and the openness and all, then it's like, well, you don't have the media the way that they did in Vietnam, but now you've got individuals with their phones doing this thing and it gets it and you can't stop it. And so now we're seeing all of this bullshit again live, which we haven't seen for like 20 years because the governments have been able to stop it. Yeah. And now they can't again because now it's not the the professional media that you can put a halter on. Now it's individuals with all of these information devices and connectedness. And you can't really stop that unless you just like lock the whole country down. And that creates a whole nother level yeah. of difficulty. There is, yeah, there is something. Is there's something about it that's like video with the same, with the same audio quality, the same high resolution that like you get from you and your buddies sending fucking whatever memes to each other, mm-hmm. and you see this. And there is, I mean, the most known is right, war is hell. But another thing you get is, uh, is war is stupid, and you hear that from a lot mm-hmm. of veterans. They're like, it's just. You finish it and you're like, "What?" Dale said it. Dale's like, "What are we even doing? Like, we're just for what?" Mm-hmm. And you kind of when it's in a high resolution and it's in the same, 
you know, aspect ratio that fits on your phone. There's something that's very at home. You're right. It's the Vietnamization effect of where you see it. And it's a lot harder to say, yeah, get, I saw one post on Reddit and it's this guy and his, his uniform's completely singed. His eye, his eyebrows and hair burned off his, you you can tell he's burned from head to toe. You know, it's just that like bright red whole body feels like it's on his hands are blistering up. And he's, you just hear him and he's like crying. He's not even speaking a language. He's just, he's just going like, ah, ah. And, but you see in the comments, people are saying like, is he Russian or Ukrainian? And cause some people are saying like, you know, I, I don't know, like, do I feel bad for him or is it like, fuck this guy? Does it doesn't matter that much. I mean, this is a human me, being. To yeah. me, it was like, is that not harrowing? The fact that it's, it's a white guy. So none of it's not. Oh, well, that's a brown. Oh, yeah. That's it's a, one, that's of, those a it's not a one of those other guys. Yeah. But, but because they look so alike, you all of a sudden you you almost had this mask off moment where people were like, is he Ukrainian or Russian? And it was like, wow, we don't you don't know whether to cheer or to say poor guy. You see this guy calling out for mom and you're like. To me, that. There's a special kind of like. Fuck. And then, of course, and then you got the whole and then you got the whole QAnon crowd who is saying it's not real. That's my fit. QAnon will never fail to disappoint me because the QAnon crowd says, I have not seen one video of a shell going off. This whole thing is a deep fake. And it's like, that's not even, you know, at least with like, at least with like the 9-11 deniers, they kind of have to spin a yarn. You're like, well, what about the video? And they're like, well, it was simulated. And I'm like, all right, like, tell me more tell me more but QAnon is like factually denying reality they're like they're not even putting out video i'm like that's untrue you can go on any webcam yeah find any helicopter being no whether or not you want to go on to say this isn't real i'll listen to your conspiracy but people are like it's not even true it's yeah it's the almost the perfection of the art of brainwashing as performed on a social level to you know with oh it's with entire populations uh it it, yeah and yeah it's scary uh but on the other hand this is where we live this is where you know where we find ourselves and it's like oh yeah you grew up you know it's just like you wake up one day and find out that you grew up in oceana and you're living in 19 you know georgia wells novel 1984 mm-hmm. what do you fucking do about it yeah so there's, sometimes there's nothing to do but just observe and try to learn from it like yeah i witness when you can but you know, not when it's going to get you killed or, or, or whatever. And then, you know, uh, it's, it's, a it's a fucking crazy world. There is something just, there is something fantastic about QAnon though, that it's just like the full other side of this. Well, it's, yeah, it's, I, I remember when I first met you and you said, you know, it's like, I love collecting conspiracy theories, the, you know, especially the, the low temperature IQ stuff, and it's like, you know, and, and it was like you were just like because you find it fascinating. It's well, the reason so I great. think you found it fascinating is that people believe in this shit. That's what yeah. makes it fact. Because if it if if it wasn't for that, it would just be stupid. But it's the fact that people buy into it that makes it more interesting. Yes, than just you know 
Stephen King wrote another novel that was much worse than you expect a Stephen King novel to be. And, and the, the, but the thing is, this is the world we're living in. These people are voting and yeah. they're, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and it's affecting things. So yeah. it, it, it's, you know, and, and I think, you know, it's, it's been in that time period because, you know, we've uh, been having these talks for a few years and when we first started doing this, it was a joke and it's not a joke anymore. It's yeah. like the world has changed that much in a few years that it's really, it, 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 it's, yeah, you know, we're, we're watching craziness go mainstream and, and the, you know, it, it's, it's, I, and I have, I have a coworker whose hobby is, he has a hobby level interest in conspiracy theories, very similar to yours. And mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, in fact, he's actually watched a couple of your podcasts on my recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And, and he has mentioned the same thing. This is, it, it's that you, you know, it, it's not funny anymore at a certain level. I would agree with that, but I also think that there is no realistic lid you can put on that in much the same way that you get these natural course corrections. You get the flower. Well, you hope you do. Well, regardless if you do or don't, it's beyond human control, and I'll, and I'll walk that out. It's from you know World War II to just 20 years later, you get the flower child movement, free love, you know, premarital sex is no problem it's, and these are all things i agree with do whatever the fuck you want go live your life mm-hmm. um and then you get a course correction from that but the thing is is like you have to just let it run its course because it is going to run its course so people that are like you know conspiracies they're not you know for instance and i'm not saying you're saying this but it is like a, a common theme is like the government needs to crack down on misinformation all you're going to do is validate these things whether whether factually or not the very fact yeah because who defines misinformation well the very act of cracking down now makes these things look valid and even if it doesn't make Mm -hmm. for some people they're going to go see they're cracking down on us because the truth other people will go QAnon still horseshit but now we're seeing a very real conspiracy we're seeing a state power uh moderate free speech and that is so you you have to let these things well, you have to get it out of your system. People will read these conspiracies and you get duped. I've been duped. And guess what? It's a better lesson than anything. Anyone, someone could tell me, Tommy, X isn't true. X isn't true. And I'm, fuck you. I have to go through it, see it, believe it, make a <laughs> fool of myself and then sit there and have to send out apologies and go, I was fucking wrong. That will teach me more. I stopped drinking because of like my own panic attacks, not because anyone ever told me you should really stop. You have to experience, you know, a hangover where you're vomiting out of your ass and having a panic attack before you're like, I don't need a motivational speaker. Tell me to put down the devil's water. I don't want any more. You need to have you have to get too fucking high to go. I don't want an edible. You, you can't see a. You can't see a, an ad on Reddit that's like, are you smoking too much? You don't give a fuck. You have to be, you, the walls have to be crawling and you have to hear Satan in the other room before you go, I'm done. I don't fucking want to take acid at 8 a.m. on a Wednesday anymore. I'm finished. So like, although these are dangerous, 
there is no there's nothing else to do because if you crack down they're just going to get more unhinged and then you're going to get people who were maybe in the middle they're going to go i'm not even on board with the QAnon people but i am on board for free speech so like people just have to get burned and it's going to be a messy well, process but oh i mean and that's you know there's there's a thing there too which is uh I don't know whether Alex Jones is really that stupid or not. I, I tend to think not, but uh, free speech has never been completely free. I mean, sure. there's always been an understanding that if your speech hurts somebody, then it's going to be a tort and it's going to be actionable. And Alex, what Alex Jones did to the Sandy Hook parents is like the textbook example of speech that nobody in their right mind would ever say should be free. Sure. I mean, it, it is, and he has just doubled and tripled down on it. He's ignored the courts. He's, he's, it, and, and I don't know what the dude is thinking because it's like, uh, there was a, a, a comment on one of the boards, you know, talking about the judgment against him, uh, And of course, he had the class to go while the judgment was being read in court. He was live on his channel, InfoWars, bragging that they would never see any of the money. And by the way, you should send me more money because these families will never see it, but I need it to fight them because the grift never stops. And the thing is, is, you know, it's a weird hill to die on. It, it it's not even weird. It's just totally fucking stupid because, you know, who thinks that you insulting the judges in the court system at the moment they are bringing a verdict down on you? How do you think this will ever work out in a positive way? It is absolutely stupid yeah, by any metric. It's. And like theoretically and in a perfect world, like no insult against a judge or a court should matter. But we also live in a real world where like I do have the freedom of speech to walk outside and like hard R drop the N word. That technically I is my freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. That being said, I probably shouldn't do it in like South Atlanta. Yeah. Now, if I have a GoPro and a team of people and a high powered lawyer, I would be able to sue the people that would, uh, you know, without the a doubt. beat you half to death after you did it. Yes. yes. <laughs> that being said, there's also like a, a, a realism, right? I have the freedom of speech to say whatever I want to my mom. And no, my dad legally cannot beat the shit out of me. That being said, what in God's name do you think is actually going to happen? So there yeah. is a difference between like what we should do and that doesn't mean that we shouldn't strive towards that. We should strive towards a society yeah. where you and can fucking say whatever you want. But there's also a realism, right? And 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 Alex Jones seems to have completely separated himself from that. I mean, he yeah, he is operating in some weird alternate reality that uh, I, I'm like the craziest people I know of on either end of the political spectrum would all go uh you know dude that is really stupid that uh, i mean it's just 
there's there's no ups. It's like, what is the fucking upside? It's acting like this. You've known it's like it's when very you odd are technicality. Yeah. I mean, he's known it's burning a flag in front of it's burning a flag on dale's front lawn yeah Yeah. or on the street in front of dale's house legally you can is there any rule against burning or whatever let's just say you're fine let's say you're right off this let's say you buy a plot of land next to dale and you burn an american flag in your fireplace and you know for him to see you are in the right technically but you're also dead (laughs) yeah like you know so it's and does it's that make it right? Not no. a good idea. No, you legally should be allowed to do that next to Dale. But it's like, dude, that's an odd technicality to put your life or at least your entire net worth on. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, the uh, the exceptions to the First Amendment have always been based on whether someone is getting hurt by it. Yeah. And there's been variations in that. You know, the Sedition Act was actually about you know, speaking against the draft for World mm-hmm. War One, and frankly, the draft in World War One was a stupid thing. Our participation in World War One was a stupid thing. Speaking against the draft in World War One was a perfectly fucking sensible thing to do. People spent years in jail mm-hmm. for speaking against it because of the Alien Sedition Act, and it had to be struck down by the Supreme Court after many years and much argument. But the argument was that it was hurting people it was you know it was shouting that was where the shouting fire fire in a crowded theater came from was from that case and you know it was because you are hurting people by your speech what alex jones has been doing for the last 20 years is the textbook definition of hurting people by your speech he has been directing legions of mad drone assholes to harass these people and being completely unrepentant about it i mean it's like if you were trying to erect a case to justify reigning in the first amendment you could not do a better job than what alex jones has been doing since sandy hook it is the textbook definition of why the first amendment can't be absolute and he is the textbook reason for that. And he seems to be completely fucking clueless about it. It's, I almost feel like if he had just done shows about it, as despicable as it would. So for instance, like I knew a guy from college yeah. and he and I were kind of friends back in the day, but it was like a year or two after my brother died. And I was admittedly a piece of shit. And but I remember he finally messaged me one day and, you know, the first part of the message was true. He was like, you've just you've been abusing the fact that, like, you lost your brother to suicide. It's like your race card. No one can call you out on it. And you're being an asshole. And in hindsight, you're not wrong. But he was like and then he went on to say he was like your whole family is using this. And then there was a moment where, like, I don't think I've ever been that hot under the collar. And I've thought about it years since i haven't talked to the guy in like seven years but i do think about it and i remember initially i was like the fact that you are still thinking about it today illustrates how horrible it was that being said i still think he is allowed to say it i don't ever want to talk to him again 
uh, and I think if it was in a public place, I would feel different. But I always try to look at that, and as much as that hurts to think about, and I didn't even tell my parents till years later, and even with them, I kind of watered down what it was. I always put that in my mind, and I go, "How do I feel about?" And it hurts. The difference, but... the difference, though, is that the Sandy Hook parents aren't complaining that Alex Jones said bad things about them. Sure, well, and that's, complaining and, and that's what that I'm he getting. Said to. Those bad things, and other people came in based on the things he was saying because he had an audience because he had uh this and and they started harassing and he was guiding the harassment and, so and he that's... wasn't just talking he was actually directing an attack well and that's what i'm getting to is in the years since i've concluded in my mind as painful as that was rationally I think he is that guy was still allowed to say that. That's the point I was trying to make. If Alex just and granted, he said this privately, even if he said it on a public platform, I still think he's in his right to say I don't ever want to talk to him again. And I'd probably kill him if he's ever near my family. But (laughs) I think I try I try to I really do try to exercise my own plasticity of my mind. And what I've been able to conclude is as reprehensible as it is, if Alex had just said it on his show, gross. But I think it's allowed. It's yeah, well, yeah. It's, dri- it's driving people to it that I do. I'm also not a lawyer, so I'm not going to die on this hill. So I'm all, you know, I don't even fucking know. Well, no, that was actually their argument. I mean, it's like I followed the case. It's like okay. it's not that he said it was that that created the judgment. It's that it's it created harassment. all of this harassment. And it's not and it's not that he accidentally created all this harassment is that it went on for years. He knew it was going on. He knew he was causing it. He knew that he was encouraging it. He kept doing it even after the cease and desist letters and all of that. It's like he knew what he was doing and what he was doing was not just talking. He was orchestrating a remote control attack yeah go to their houses and that is it's it's reprehensible and that's again i've tried to walk that out of my mind it's like now if this person had said this and had people and this is also going to be the key in the january 6th thing yeah oh yeah no it's because it's going to turn out what the the last the last hearing that they did a few days ago illustrated that trump knew he he knew he lost he knew the big lie was a lie he knew that what he was trying to do was foment violence and an insurrection so that he could disrupt the government he knew that was what they established with this and none of that is about speech you know that was about you know yeah you can say whatever you want but when you're using your speech as a tool to foment insurrection and disrupt the government and literally ask, you know, it's like he wanted people to die so that they would have an excuse to invoke the insurrection, insurrection act. act. Okay. That is, that's not speech. That yeah. is way over a line. Uh, 
and 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 in, it's very similar actually if you look at the mechanics of it to what happened to alex jones mm-hmm. that's you know they start with what sounds like speech well i just said some stuff but it's like well it's no it's how you what you said and how you said it and who you said it to and what you were hoping would happen after you said it that mm. makes it not free speech because uh you know, yeah, we don't have the fire in a crowded theater anything anymore. That was overturned. That uh, that was recognized mm-hmm. as a bogus argument uh, by a, a later court, partly because the idea that you know uh, speaking against the draft was not a thing that should be sure. You shouldn't and... have to go to jail for protesting, but inciting a riot is still not protected speech. Yeah, and that is, I think that's an important distinction you made about the, uh, against the draft is you then have to put on your thinking cap. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, because not this podcast, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be controversial here. You have to put on oh, your thinking never. cap and go, theoretically, how would you defend Alex Jones? And I don't, and I want to be clear about that. I got to meet him. I'm not going to say that he wasn't a nice guy. People are like, how do you feel about meeting him? I'm like, he still gave me a hug and a free meal. Like, I'm not going to lie to you and say it wasn't fun. Oh, okay. no. Totally evil people can be very nice when you meet them in person. That's, you know, how people are. Hitler's dog loved him. Yeah. Well, lots of people met Hitler and found him warm and conversational. And he was on the front of time. Enjoyed I mean, his company. You yeah. Know, it's, it's, um, but, who have to put on this thinking cap you have to do you have to look at something like right speaking out against the draft think about you know the greatest generation uncle sam now go 30 years backwards on that think of how entrenched it is that you know you listen to daddy government they really weren't vindicated for a long time that it is okay you know now if someone says you know people are like trump's a draft dodger i've seen my little friends be like i'm not going to criticize him for that you know like yeah you know dodge it my uncle was my uncle was drafted in vietnam and it fucked him up with ptsd for the rest of his life yeah and he, and there, he there, were pe- there were people who ran to canada and couldn't come back to the united states for over 20 years finally when i yeah. think it was uh actually i don't even remember who who pardoned well, like, them all i'll i'll never criticize people for being a draft dodger i've i've no i've learned too much about just how fucked every war is even the quote-unquote just wars like World War II, which I do think were just, there are still people being minted millionaires. And The point is, is we do have to exercise our own expansion of potential ideas that we maybe don't agree with, that there have been scenarios where it's not until a century later that we go, well, that probably was right to question the draft. Draft dodging wasn't really a very big problem in two because of Pearl Harbor thing and that we were attacked and it was like they were the bad guys. It became a much bigger deal with Vietnam because no one could figure out why the fuck we were fighting these people. And that's the thing is, and if you're in Vietnam, like, or if you're in that era, like you don't have the benefit of waiting to say, I told you so. Like if you're drafted, you might be one of the 55,000 men killed. So like, there mm-hmm. is an importance in, and this does not to say that I'm defending Alex Jones because I'm not, but there is an importance to go. Sometimes the hill can be died on. And I think that 
you know, the questioning the Sedition Act is sometimes you're right. Sometimes you do have to revisit it and go, no, they were right. That being said, so I I could understand theoretically, potentially, where he might have been going in the same way that I get that Hitler was a vegan because he didn't want to harm animals. I can walk it out to a degree, right? I can... Mm. I see what you're saying. I don't agree with you. Hey, Hitler, I get you're probably angry about not being able to get into art school. I was banned from YouTube. Maybe we're kindred spirits. That's going to be taken out of context. That oh, being very said, much. that being said, <laughs> you're going down with me because you're on the fucking screen. I uh, know <laughs> that be that being said, no, you're a demon and you should be hung till you're dead. That's what I mean is right. It's even St- yeah. even Stalin said FDR and Churchill wanted there to be no trial at Nuremberg. It's a fun fact. Stalin is the one that said there has to be a trial. Otherwise, this will come back to bite us. Mm-hmm. Give credit where it's due. Was fu- Stalin was the one who was fucking right. It, it, you got to give credit where it's due. So, like, I guess the point I'm trying to make is like, you can never in a hundred percent broad brush one way or the other. That being said, I'm not for dying on this hill of, of harassing the, the Sandy hook. It's gross. And if you get pet, if you just kept to the broadcast, yeah, I guess that is protected speech. It's but, the whore, it's the horde of acolytes harassing yeah. these people in real life, and that is you're why... egging them on. And when you've been told you're egging them on, keeping doing it instead of backing, he's had off, a lot of offering. He had many, many chances, and that's I can't. That is why I go out of my way on this podcast to cover all of my bases and always say not advocating violence. Even if it's just Dale telling a story and getting fired up, I always insert it. People don't like it, but there's a reason why. Because I have to at least be able to go, hey, look, I did. I did I'm did. i not telling you to do this shit. Yes. This is not, and if, yeah. And if any, and I say it all the time, this is not advocating for violence. And if anyone gets riled up in this podcast, cool, get riled up, go to the gym and work it out. I'm not telling you to go somewhere and do something. Yeah. So, if I'm 32 and I've been doing this for almost three years and I can exercise that idea and that restraint and the ability to say I was wrong, I have to look at this and go, I don't know if it's ego. I don't think he's a stupid guy. He's made it. He's made his whole empire like it or not. I, I, I think it's, I think it's ego. I think it's a weird thing to I do. Think, yeah. I think, yeah, it's, it, I, I think people like that and you Trump himself, is also, I think, a lot like that, and that sure. they 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 have gotten away with it for so long that they think that the well is infinite, yeah. and they don't realize that there actually is a limit. There has always been a limit. They've managed to skirt it. They've managed to vault over it or climb over it or, or avoid it for you know for, you know so far in you know some ways, but eventually. Uh, if you keep butting your head against it, you're going to find out that you're you're screwing yourself. And I think that's, you know, I mean, I, the article on on Daily Coast about it said, you know, it's like they they say that they, you know Alex Jones is mocking the verdict, but none of his acolytes are. They're all shitting the shitting their pants. They're they're like. 
You know, this is, you know, he is apparently the only person in his circle who is like putting the brave face on. Everyone else knows it's there's there's a time to call and it's there. Man, there's really no worse feeling than being wrong and then knowing you're wrong. It's Mm. terrible. We've all been there where you have to go. I was I was wrong. Yep. It sucks. You're you're blushing, your tails between your it it is a shit feeling. It sucks, right? It's humbling though, and you can grow from it. And any decent person will acknowledge your apology, right? It's a shitty yes. thing that we all have to go through. It's like being an asshole, it's like getting too drunk and saying something. It sucks, but that's how you grow. And and other friendly life lessons from Tommy and Roger. But like, <laughs> you know, you know, it's just from some you know, the more you know. But but it's true. And yeah, it's it's like, you know, being wrong is part of being human. Yeah. I mean, everyone should have the, you know, the right to be wrong until, yeah. you know, it's pointed out to you and you find out and then then you do the apology thing. And the thing is that Alex Jones has just like brazenly refused to do the apology thing well, or to admit that he was wrong in any way. The worst thing, though, is like, so he's been on Rogan twice or three times. In his second episode, Alex Jones returns with Eddie Bravo, which is one of the funniest Rogan episodes ever. It sucks because for 30 minutes, Rogan has him on the beginning. This came out in like 2017, but he does walk it back, which is why it's so weird to see him dying. There's it's it's like Rogan's like top five most viewed episodes for the first 30 minutes. He goes out and says, I was wrong. I was going into a psychosis. I thought everything was a conspiracy. And now I, I realize I'm wrong, which is very weird to see, dude, like you, you already did the apology. You already took the bandaid off. You already took the chip on the ego. Damn. Yeah. It's, it's episode 1450. It's one of my, I, there's one somewhere where I listen to it. Like every day. it's fucking hilarious. It's, it's from that episode that the, the text of the Alex Jones hoodie I made, that's the one. It's fucking great. They go on aliens and Nazis and all that shit. But like he had already done the thing on the biggest platform on the world. He had already done the apology, which is which is that much more absurd. He already took the ego yeah. hit. He's sitting there. He's not defending himself. All you got to do he's, is lie back and, and just. Even if you don't mean the apology, at least at least you did it. Say it. Uh, yeah. Just just suck the dick for 10 minutes. Like and he did it. Yeah, that's You're the worst part. He, he, did it. he already did it. It was 2017, 2018, whenever the episode came out. He I think it was more than 30 minutes. I think it was an hour of him then going he like fucked himself for no reason. That's what I'm saying. It's like he already goes out and he, he doesn't even try to defend it. He was like, Joe, I was wrong. He's like, You see so many conspiracies that you go into a psychosis and he goes, and I admit I became a caricature of myself and I'm wrong. You the fucking it. So it's like it so would, what the fuck is he up to? That's what makes it so much worse. Is if like he never even did an apology, I could be like, well, maybe it's his ego, but like he's already done an apology. So what is this? That's where I can't justify. I met him. He's a nice guy. If anyone was going to give him the benefit of the doubt, it was me. I can't. Why? Why would you not? Even if you don't believe it, just say fucking sorry. At least have a shrewd business. You want to go full sociopath? At least have a shrewd business mind to go. Fuck it, just say sorry. No one's gonna stop listening to you. Your fans aren't gonna go anywhere. God, that's the worst part. <laughs> yeah, it's. You know, it's. I knew a kid in high school, 
I won't say who he was. And he was, he had an older brother who was in my older brother's class and they were good friends. He was like the toughest kid at school. And fuck, we gotta wrap, we gotta wrap this one up in five minutes. God damn it. Yeah. Um, uh, I, it's, it's sorry. For, uh, for anybody listening, yeah, I've got a phone call. No, I understand. You told me this is yeah. hard. No, no, not, not you. It's just me being a, I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation too much. Um, but I knew a kid in high school and so who he was. He had an older brother who was like the toughest kid in school. My older brother was friends with them. They played football together. They're just, this guy's fu- just a fucking motherfucker. And, um, he had an older brother that was probably my oldest brother's age. They didn't know each other at different schools. That guy died in college his freshman year from acute alcohol intoxication, I think was making some other drugs. It's in the news, and he had gone to our high school. I didn't know him. He was years and years ahead of me. Very sad, right? And it's, you know, you see this, you know, the kid I knew, we were both freshmen, and then my brother's friend, they were both, I think, seniors, you know, 17 i lost a brother at 23 i can't even imagine being 17 yeah. whatever <coughs> there's a kid in the class of the older brother called bob and they were all getting ready to graduate and so uh i think they're you know who's what I, and this kid was like an athletic stud you know always dating the hottest girls and uh this other kid say sam sam wrote i want to say in his yearbook or on Facebook or something said, Bob, you know, this kid's most likely to succeed. She's most likely to date a athlete. He's most likely to die his freshman year of college. So Bob finds out about this, walks out into the hallway, sees the kid. And I think one punched him, like knocked him out. Black eye, like the kid fell, hit his head on like the water fountain. The principal called in Bob and told him, he was like, I get why you did what you did. And he's like, but you understand like why I have to suspend you for like a day. And like the kid is like, I know. And like gave the principal a hug and the principal like had to send him home. Cause like he had to establish that it's not the wild west. Mm. But even that was like, if anyone else had punched anyone out cold, they'd be expelled. Even the principal was like, yeah, I'm going to give you, like, you have to go home for the rest of the day. And you oh, can come back tomorrow. Yeah. But the thing is, like, even the principal was like, yeah, you can't say that to someone that just lost a sibling and then just knock and not expect to get knocked out cold. That's what I mean. Is it right? No. But at the same time, yeah, I am in my rights to burn this flag and send a video to Dale. But it's also my funeral. You know, it's, <laughs> until we live in a perfect world where nobody dies from cancer and there's no crime and it's whatever and you've metamorphosis a prime intellect and go buy the book and, you know, there's whatever. <laughs> We're still not. I don't know if we even have enough time for that. Near. No. But yeah. <laughs> but th- th- that's my point. Your regular readers have already heard all that. But so. that's my point is like, no, you can't punch someone in a private Catholic school. And yeah, he got a token suspension. But even the principal was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll give you, you're, you're suspended for three hours. You can come back tomorrow. Yeah. It's, it's like. I can understand why he did that, but, you know. But it was also his, like, silent, like. Wasn't right. He wasn't, but he was also like, I kind of get why you hit him. You know? And like, 
So that's what, and I think like none of the teachers gave the kid homework or something. They're like, yeah, you can just come back tomorrow. Like everyone knew that there had to be this like token penalization. Cause like, no, you can't just cold cock a kid in the hallway, but not a single person was going to go die on that other hill. That's right. what I mean is like, use your brain. Well, that's the thing is you have to understand the, the context. Yeah. And that that's where Jones seems to have lost the thread is is like he either didn't understand or didn't care about the whole context that he was setting up you know i don't i just don't get it larger society and and it, it became huge that is it's like how can you not be aware of i don't see this how this is perceived it's it's you know and and he obviously is not a stupid man you don't get to be where he is by which is that much weirder yeah but it was an extremely stupid thing to do uh and and, yeah it's like like i said i i I, well you at least met the man but you know i never have yeah but yeah it was uh you know and of course his acolytes are all raging and venting and going all apocalypto and shit and it's like yeah it's like this is meanwhile there's a midterm election coming up in a few weeks and uh the republican candidate for senate in alabama turns out to be a real fucking moron did you see that who Herschel Walker. That's for Georgia. Georgia. He went to because he, oh. he's, he's like the most legendary University of Georgia player ever. Okay. I don't know. I don't follow football, but well, some some Southern state. It's all it's, it's all this. It's all this. It's Trey Walker said. There's always some Southern state. You know, it's like we all. It's like you know, when the Southern state we live in does something stupid, we can at least point at that other state and say, "Well, these dumbasses are at least." Stupider than we are. Arkansas to North Carolina to the tip <laughs> of Florida, in my mind, is just one area. But the do you see the dude pulled out, you know, in the debate with the Democratic candidate, pulled out a toy badge and tried to pretend that he was a police officer? Excuse me? Yes, that really happened. The Republican candidate for Senate. Pulled out a prop toy badge and said, "Oh no, I'm a police officer. I've been." It's like, and and the debate moderator was like, "No, that is a prop. You're not allowed to use a prop. This is what agreed upon for the debate." I don't even. It was why embarrassing. It was. And this is and 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 the whole thing is the GOP. People have been asking people in the GOP for a week, why are you backing this man? He he's got a total anti-abortion stance on any circumstances, no exceptions, except that he asked his ba- you know, he paid for an abortion for his baby mama, and then when she got pregnant again asked her to abort that one and she didn't even though he asked him it's like this dude is just like and they're like well regaining control of the senate is more important than the fact this guy is a total moron 
and okay so he he has an he's an on honorary deputy in the same way that like you know if i gave a speech at some school i would get like an honorary scholarship i wouldn't actually exactly so okay here's a perfect example of dying on a hill yes technically technically he does have an honorary deputy ship however one it was not even the same badge so at least show your honorary thing and two you're not actually it's like why I always distinguish that I His got argument into medicine. Said he was a police officer and he wasn't. He it's like never how, was. It's how I always say I got into medical school and I'm very proud of that. And I always <laughs> correct people when they go, you're a doctor. And I go, no, I'm not. I got in and I'm very proud of that. But I am not a doctor. I have a biology degree. In that sense, yes. I'm not going to die on that hill. <laughs> right. Yeah. There is. Yeah. Technically, I did. But no, I am not. Yeah. You know, and Steve Jobs got like 30, you know, honorary scholarship, right? You know, alumni or big time donors will often get like the honorary, but you're not a fucking doctor. My father actually has a PhD in yeah. physics, and he does not like to be called Dr. Williams. <laughs> he never has because he says, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. though, even though the honorific actually does apply to him, Th- that he, he is- thinks that. People will misunderstand it and think he's something he's not, and he doesn't want people to do that. I've interviewed tons of PhDs on here. I'd say nine out of ten are like, "Don't you don't have to call me doctor." Like, yeah, you don't do that, right? Because it's doctor is kind of like you're a physician or you're not. It's you know, it's it's a weird, yeah. it's a weird thing to, yeah. It... Yeah, and, and and leaning on that is, is well, and, and what Walker did, and he pulls out that's this right, toy bag. I just looked at it. That's in retarded. the fucking debate. What's the? I mean, if you wanted to, you'd pull out the honorary thing and you'd use huh. it as like a maybe side I mean, note. But how dude, stupid do you have to be? That's me coming on here with a white coat and framing my <laughs> acceptance letter with like the uneven stamp from Miami from eight years ago. <laughs> It's a weird, it's a weird hill to, right? It's a weird hill to die on. It's not, what are you doing? And the thing is, the GOP is standing behind this guy because. I can't co-sign that. (laughs) I can't and won't. As fucked up as he is, they're like, well, we have to, we, we have to get control of the Senate. If this guy is the linchpin to that, it doesn't matter. What a fucking stupid weirdo he is. Fire away, Putin. I'm done. I mean, like, I'm seriously? I'm done. Hey, Putin, double dog dare you. Let's see if that tritium's real or not. If it's real, you call my bluff, egg on my radioactive egg on my face. But you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. Fire away. What are we preserving here? What are we preserving here? Maybe this is the end of a. Uh, maybe we have too much luxury. The fact that like I mean, you're feeling bad about this. You got to remember, I live in Louisiana, where our Democratic governor signed into law one of the most uh, restrictive abortion bans in the country because he's pro-life, hey, even though he's a Democrat. Fire, beep. <laughs> I'm hey, Putin. Just like Putin, do it.
Maybe Aren't you late for your phone maybe the, call? Maybe I am. I am. He's already called once, and I've ignored. I, sh- I shouldn't actually. That's very rude of me. I shouldn't. Yes, we should be deserving of nuclear war, but no, I shouldn't be ignoring phone calls. That is very rude. I for fucking forgot I had to do that. Thank you, Roger. I got to wrap this bitch up. I got to call him back and fucking make up some lie. Hey, I wasn't just yelling. See you in a week or two, Walker. whatever. All right, yeah. Yeah, we'll be here. Metaphors <laughs> is a prime intellect. Go buy the book. It's a fantastic read. Because the end's coming, people. Roger.